0: yeah good good weekend um just proud of our guys i thought i said before that the coaches worked extremely hard for this win and i thought the players did a great job prepping for the game so after watching the film uh just confirms everything that we saw it wasn't perfect but uh, there's some things that we can correct still uh this late in 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 the season but um pretty clean game you know i like i like the fact that we didn't make a lot of mental mistakes we had a couple errors um i think penalty wise only a couple penalties and um what, what was bad about it is they're both in the red zone. So uh, if we can work on that and, and um, try to get this next win, you know, and uh, do it for the seniors. So there's a lot of guys that have played a lot of football, and uh, this is their last time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And I remember my last game, so we're going to make it a special week for them and, and uh, try to honor them the right way and try to get a win. After so. watching the film, what did you see from Joe Critchell all around? Joe did well, you know. Uh, um, I thought I thought he played a good game. wasn't wasn't perfect. He made some mistakes, and I think there the couple errors that I uh, that I can think of right away. The bad throw that it was almost picked, you know, and I think that was probably his worst throw. Um, and then the decision on third down, he pulled it, it as an RPO, but he pulled it instead of instead of handing the ball off, he pulled it and threw it, and it was a little too high uh, for I think it was Aleva who missed on it, but. Other than that I thought he protected the ball I thought he threw the ball where only our receivers could catch it um, and uh, you know for a guy that has no experience especially starting he's really impressed with his ability to just run the game and he looked like he was having a great time so it's hard to think this guy you know a few months ago was just on the mission with the name tag on but um, it was nice to get him the reps and get him an opportunity to play so and you know going into this week um, Bo Hawes is out for the season. So he will not be returning, and so it'll be um, Joe Critchlow with Cody Wilstead and and Koy uh, Detmer. Uh, that's pretty much the depth chart there. Talk about how much it opened up the rest of the offense to have the success passing early, because he was able to hit some hit some throws downfield, and then the running game just really exploded later in the game. Yeah, well, I, I thought I thought we were committed to running the ball. You know, I thought uh, Squally did a great job running run the ball, but um, when he when we opened the game with Joe throwing a lot of quick throws and, and uh, we thought we were throws would ease him into the game and and then he got a little brave you know and, and started to feel a little bit I mean started to feel a little bit more of the tempo of the game and, uh, and then he just kind of took off I think uh, Ty did a great job of preparing him for this moment and you know Ty, Ty's been there before so for a, a young guy like that with not a lot of experience to on the road you know and, and um, especially with the offense has had so many issues and had some struggles this year it was, it was nice to have him perform well and, and um, not perfect but uh, but well enough for us to you know rely on our, our run game and then for him to make the throws when he needed to you know so I thought he was effective offense and still left a lot of points out there on the on the board but it's okay we'll, we'll make it work and uh, I would have taken 31 points in a heartbeat for this game you talk about Coy's role? We saw him on, you know, he was helping out mm-hmm. Joe, and you he said he's back on the, you know, kind of on the depth chart now. It, just talk about kind of where he's at. Coy's probably one of the most unselfish people I've ever been around, and is all about the team. It's a huge compliment to, you know, his family, and talking to guys that played with his dad, they said his dad was the same way, and so, um, you know, and he's smart. He gets the game of football. He He understands it, and uh, he'll be a great coach someday if he wants to do that, and I think he'll be excellent at it. I think he's natural for him, and for a guy that's just been raised around football, it makes sense. So uh, I love the fact that he's willing to help out and, and put the headsets on. We feel comfortable with him being involved with the team, but you know he, he'll do whatever it takes. He'll, he'll go play scout team. He'll he'll play um, any position to help us out, and, and basically has great knowledge. You know, growing up in the game and. Just have a lot of guys that are like him, and uh, just grateful that he's on this team. With the two early, the early signing period, how does that change things for the staff? What kind of challenges does it present? Um, I don't know if it presents a lot of challenges, other than you know you you have to the guys that you want to take, you lock them up as early as you can, you know, and um, they're guys that that uh, we know have been committed for a long time, and so I think it just speeds up the process for them and and lets them just have a nice christmas break without uh too many distractions you know and uh, we have guys that are committed that that um, obviously recruiting doesn't end until you sign the date on the dotted line and so it just brings it up faster for us and i think it, re- it kind of relieves them a little bit more of the stress of having to fight off people and for us we get our guys that can sign so it's Did, been good do you plan on having the bulk of your signees this december to play out February, um or? yeah we'll see i mean i i think uh we look at the numbers and, and um, with the initials and all that stuff that plays into it. Uh, I, I'd like to, if we can sign them all, then let's do it, you know, but uh, recruiting is a, a, a difficult thing to predict, especially when you have guys that are redshirting or applying for a redshirt, trying to get the hard, medical hardship year. and So you have to weigh all those options, guys that are going on missions. and So uh, we, we know the guys that we want to bring into the program, whether they join us right away or in two years. Um, regardless, we'd like to sign them, you know, early as we can. How active have you been going after some JUCO guys? It's um, well, we, that's always part of recruiting. You know, we look at everybody, and so, um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's if it's any different now than it was in the past. It, we always have the issues with um, academics first here, so admissions is, is the number one key for us, and. Um, a good number of juco players go there for academic reasons you know so sometimes it doesn't match up but there are others that are just uh need a shot and, and, and need to be recognized and maybe didn't get recruited high enough and but they have the, the grades i can get in the school so that's kind of what we're balancing right now How'd you sum up the contributions of the senior class to go into the last game yeah, I love the seniors. I mean, look at guys like Fred Warner, who's a four-year starter, and T.J. Koroma. Those guys have played a lot of ball for BYU, and yeah, it's just this is their last time in this stadium, you know, in front of our home crowd. And I, I said last all oh, the weekend that our players they feed off of our, our fans, and it was nice seeing that we had so many fans in the Vegas game, you know. And so uh, these guys will be excited to get out on, on the field and play for the for the, our fans. That that's something that really matters to our players and our seniors. Can you tell us what Bo's injury is? Oh yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a toe, and so um, the uh, the injury was pretty much I don't know if you could say re-aggravated. It, it, he had the injury in the Utah State game that was combined with his other injury, with his um, concussion, right? So he had he had a, a toe injury there, and then it's kind of been a lingering thing, and um, I think just got worse and and for the Fresno game, and then. And uh, it's it's bad enough where he won't be able to with the time that it takes to heal from it. He won't be back. You guys played UMass last year. How different are they from last year's team to what you're seeing this year? Oh, I mean they're competitive. You know and they're putting a lot of points on the board and they hung in there with with um, Mississippi State uh, to the end of the game. And so um, really good coaching staff and an experienced coach, head coach. You know so um, we know they're going to be ready to come here and play and. And they they're kind of used to Provo now because they were here last week last year. So I think uh, it'll, be, it'll be a nice setting for them to come and, and good good competition, good quarterback, really good system, and um, it's going to be fun. Anything else? Will there be any hesitation with with Will Stead? You said he's number two. Yeah. To with this whole red shirt thing, or is that no just not a factor? no not a factor? We're just gonna we're just gonna go with it if if he has an opportunity to play and he'll get in, in the game. Yeah, so pretty much the red shirt's off for him is what we're going with right now.